Well, hey, everybody. It is the Impact Motivator, C.L. King, coming to you from Impactville. That's right. This is an off-season, specially put-together broadcast of Impacting Life 24-7. And the reason why it's off-season, because our season ended in November, but why it's special, because we have a very, very special guest tonight with us that we're going to have the privilege of interviewing him about his most recent release, the book that we've all been anticipating, The Journey of One Tortoise. Let me tell you something. When we hear the word journey, we oftentimes think of words like quest or tour or globe trotting. All of us have a journey that we have taken even if it's just to go down to the mailbox and check what's in the mail, that is a journey. And the unique thing about it is every journey that we embark on is uniquely different. Your journey is not the same as mine. And today we're going to hear from my good friend, longtime friend, over 20 years, Mr. Mike Black, about his newly released book called The Journey of One Tortoise. And one of the things I want to tell you right now is that The Journey of One Tortoise is a book that really gives an expansive view of Mike Black's life all the way up to his time going into the United States Marine Corps. And we're going to talk about how he wrote the book, the, the journey of writing, because that was a journey all by itself. We're going to talk about the characters in the book. We're going to unearth kind of the, the forensics of this book and give you a bird's eye view of why you need to get this book in your hand. I cannot be more excited to bring my friend on our show, Impacting Life 24-7, and hear his story and his journey that is way more than just about a tortoise. It's about a, a great man surrounded by some amazing people. So we're asking you to sit back and relax and give us a listening ear for the next little while as we welcome to the virtual studios, my friend and yours, Mr. Mike Black. Welcome, Mike. Hey, what's up, CL? So good to be here, man. I'm ecstatic. And uh, thank you for putting this on right before Christmas, man. It is just a joy to be here. Glad to be back with you. Man, it's so good to have you back, Mike. And I, and I know we both have been going a million miles. If, if everybody really knew what was going on in the background of our lives, they would say, how are those two jokers smiling, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because life does sometimes throw you some curveballs, and that's an understatement. Yeah, life has been lifing for sure. But, but that's okay because it is the cumulative pieces of life that help us make up this thing called a journey. And so, Mike, I know we've been talking, we've been talking for like two hours before we just got started here today. And uh, because friends do that and friends can never just come on and say, okay, we're going to talk for 30 minutes and that's going to be it. We needed right. a couple hours just to get warmed up and get ready to present this to people. But let's, let's do a couple things. Where can people find you so that they can find more information out about the book? Sure. So I created a Facebook page for this uh, book, The Journey of One Tortoise, and that's where you can find the information for the book. I'm also on Facebook as well under Michael Black, and I'm also on um, Instagram at Author Jute, and you can find me on Instagram. I'm not the best on Instagram. I'm still learning, so thanks for ahead for your patience with that. But I do have some followers on Instagram and 
followers are coming along on Facebook. So I thank you to all the followers and for your support. And we thank you for your support uh, out there. And we're going to get more followers. So just go connect with him at the Journey of One Tortoise on Facebook. And also you can find him on Instagram. Listen, the Journey of One Tortoise, this can be purchased directly from Dorrance Publishing. That's D-O-R-R-A-N-C-E Publishing. And is also available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. His book is also at the Next Chapter Books and Art in downtown New Bern and is available at Nautical Star Coffee Company in downtown New Bern. You can buy a signed copy directly from Mike and all you got to do is just call him or text him, 252 421 and you can order his book directly from Dorrance Publishing and call them directly at 800 788 seven six five four monday through friday listen at that commercial voice right there black i feel like we just we, we should have been doing this all along right but I want, I want everybody to get get your hands on this book because it's uplifting it's revealing and we're going to go through the journey together tonight about you know your journey of putting this thing together so mike let's get right to it brother because you know how it is in impactville time can slip away from you before you know it isn't that true very true. Very true. And before and, you go ahead. Yeah. And impacting in a short time, like you said, in the onset, you know, this doesn't happen by osmosis. It's a lot of backwards prep to make a 30 minute show. Just awesome. And captures your attention, keeps you on the edge of your seat. Yeah, that's right. So listen, when we talk about the book, give us a brief overview of the book, Mike. So, so we can kind of understand the central theme and then tell us what inspired you to write this particular book. So I would say the overview is faith, family, and service. And the purpose is to share parts of my life. There's been so many things that have happened to me in my life that it's almost like it was bursting out of me to want to share some of these crazy stories with the world about my life. So that was you, that was the thing. Yes, and you know, and you know, you know, Mike, when we talk about this, again, I want I want people to understand. Uh, again, you can go to DorrancePublishing.com and get a copy, your very own copy of uh, The Journey of One Tortoise. We're also going to give you out information again about how you can get a, a signed copy directly from Mike himself. But, you know, the, the journey is is important. And we talked about this backstage. We said, you know, my story which is in my book is different than yours. Your story is different than LeBron James's, right? So you don't have to be CL King. You don't have to be LeBron James. You just have, you just have to have a desire to tell your story, you know? And I, and I, I hear what you say when you said it was bursting out of you. Is that what kind of inspired you to write this book? It did. It inspired me to write it because I just thought there are so many things that happened in my life that I just, I want to share it because some of it is just so comical and so uplifting and just a range of emotions. It, it's, I just, I've known for a long time that I want to share my journey with others. Yeah. And that, and that's what I love about this is that, you know, re remember Mike with me and you, cause we went through this kind of journey together, right? In the book, Mike was nudging me along, inspired. We were inspiring each other back and forth. And you remember when uh, you did the, um, What's the place where you go and it's there forever? The what's it called? You know what I'm saying? Where uh, you, the Library of Congress. Library you, of Congress. That's right. right. You're, you're, oh, we did the copyright. copyright. Right. The copyright, getting it from the <laughs> Library of Congress. And right. your book, this work, long right. after you are gone, right, will be in the Library of Congress 
And th- that that is a major, major feat, uh, Mr. Mike Black. So on behalf of all of us at Impactville, I want to say, first of all, congratulations, brother, because not everybody can do it. What did I tell you? Less than 50,000 people a year write a book, bro. 50,000 a year in the U.S. write a book. And you think about the population comparative, it's very low percentage. Yeah. And so as, as my dad would say, if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? Because it was not easy. No, by brother. No, by no stretch. We're in a brotherhood because obviously me and you've been in, in a brotherhood for a long time. We grew up in a trailer park together. But We but- did. But this is a this is a different type of fraternity. You know, there are people with PhDs. There are people with higher education that still haven't written a book, Black. And so this is a phenomenal accomplishment. When we look at the theme, you know, books have themes and characters. uh, And and who was your favorite character in the book? And and, you know, kind of tell us why they were your favorite character. And then you can also tell us how you developed characters to make them relatable and intriguing to an audience. So I think the characters in my book were my family and my friends. You know, I think about, like I said, just before the show, we talked about coming up, I had to travel back and forth to see my family. And so just how much they impacted me, how much they supported me. And then my friends as well. I had a group of friends growing up in high school, three friends. We were called the color crew. So it was Mike Black, Danny Green, Jason White, and my other friend's name was Ryan Yambura, and he said it was an African color for orange, and we just would <laughs> laugh our butts off, right? But we were a crew, and we hung out like the whole, we hung out from probably eighth grade, maybe seventh grade, all the way through high school. And so those guys just really impacted me, and I know that, um, you know, you lose touch, but I just know that if I was to see them, we'd pick back up where we left off. My good friend Ryan, he joined the service with me, went in the buddy program. And so that was that was fun. But, you know, they, these characters were developed from real life experiences, you know, with them over many, many years. You know, all of us have had feelings in our life and, and things that have happened and people that have impacted us. But if we're honest and we look inwardly, it's they created the fabric of who we are. They are part of who we are as people. Right. So you don't realize how much someone at 10 years old impacts you to how you are when you're 40 and 50. It's just, if you think deeply of it, you'll look back on your life. And I'm speaking to anybody. You can look back on your life. Someone in your family or friends really impacted you. They did. It's just mm-hmm. how it is. Humans impact other humans. Right. Negative and positive, but you know, always you want to always focus on the positive. But um, so that's really what, how I created the characters of the book. And, and, you know, when, when we talk about creating the characters, when you, you know, how did you develop kind of like a, a, a mechanism to make them relatable or intriguing to the reader? Because, you know, it's it's one thing to to present uh, grandma or it's another thing to to present Uncle Billy Bob at the family reunion and, and you get them in full, full, full color in living color. But to have them in a book. And to talk about them, what was your thought process associated with making them intriguing to the reader? Yeah, I just think that I always, you know, took it from stories and things that happened. And that's how I made it relatable. So like my my friends, we all love playing basketball, you know, and in my book, there's a chapter about basketball love affair. So there's so many stories within the stories that made them relatable and, and how the readers could imagine us playing basketball in the backyard 
on this fort that was half concrete and half moon shaped. So I was very descriptive in my writing. And it's like I almost wanted the reader to transcend themselves there to say, oh, you were playing basketball with me. You was playing 21 in the backyard. Right. So I tried to take stories and just make it to where almost like if you were reading it, you could transcend and imagine yourself being there in, in part of my story. Right. So I really tried to write that way as descriptive as I can. I mean, I would describe the clay in the ground, the background, the yard. In my house growing up, we had chickens in our backyard. I lived in a city. So right. it's hilarious to me that I had a chicken had coop chickens in your backyard. next to the basketball court. And I literally play basketball and could see the chickens running around in the coop. But I lived in a city, but we lived, we had a lot of land. And so you say to yourself, I can imagine. And of course, put pictures of, of it in the book. And so that gives it that extra feel of like, oh, that's what he was talking about in the backyard with the basketball court is. And of course, the basketball court looks so raggedy. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I played on it for years. Right. So, you think about it, man. Okay, you can uh, get you get your game of 21 and a piece of fried chicken at the end of it. So listen, the journey of one tortoise, this, again, this can be purchased from Dorrance Publishing and it's also available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. If you'd like to get a signed copy from Mike himself, just, just he's willing to open himself up and give you guys an opportunity to reach out to him directly. You can contact him at 252 622 Four one, and you can all always follow this journey because this journey is is a continuum. I'm in a year into my book, and it's just like okay, we're starting January over, and it's going to be a whole nother set of people that we can reach. And so this journey is going to be a long journey. But you can go to on Facebook or social media. You can go to the journey of one tortoise. Now, uh, one of the things that that I that I think is very very important are themes and messages, you know, that that's you, your book has to have a theme or a message or else it's just kind of like words on a paper. So are there any specific themes or messages in your book that you wanted readers to kind of glean and, and how do you tackle complex themes within storytelling? Because some things are difficult to, to, to make into a theme or it's a theme, but it's, it's putting it into a story can be complex. How did you tackle this? So the theme would be faith, family, and inspiration. And I tackle these complex themes by uh, descriptive storytelling, and I had it from memory. And so when I was writing this book, Chris, it was during COVID. And as we all know, the world was locked down, stuff was crazy. And I was telling a friend the other day that I stayed inside the house a lot, not because I was scared of COVID, but I just didn't want to get sick and bring it home to my spouse, right? So there was a lot of downtime. So to me, I took that downtime. And remember, this was in the height of a global pandemic. I mean, stuff was crazy. I think everybody that was around would want to take and put that in the rearview mirror. Um, before the show, we were talking about another world pandemic back in the early 1900s. And it was just worldwide. So there was the whole world was just weird. It was just in an upside down, weird place. But I think I was able to kind of almost utilize that to shut the world off, to just hone in and focus and start conveying things from memory. And also just like to add in that, you know, when people are writing, you just need to write. Don't worry about grammar. Don't worry about spelling. Just write. If you have something on your heart and on your mind, 
just write. And that's the way I approached it was descriptive, best I could remember it, stories I associated it with it. And I just felt like, I almost felt like it was, uh, I'm dating myself here, but the sitcom, The Wonder Years. And <laughs> yeah. so, you know, here he is talking as an adult about his childhood, but he's conveying it in an adult manner. Right. And so I always found that show to be fascinating. It's like one of my favorite shows as a kid. But um, I think that's how, that's how I kind of approached it. Um, well, I mean, and that's a good approach, man, in terms of getting the theme out, the, you know, being descriptive. It's important that, you, you know, you want people to visualize what you're saying. You, you want them to be able to, to have those words kind of come off the page to them and marinate in their head. Like, I, I just cannot get this out of my head. I see feathers flying all over this basketball court and y'all trying to dodge these chickens. I mean, I'm just, that, I just, I'll, I'll have, I'll have that forever now, even though that may not ha have been the way it is, you know, it's, it, those types of things are, are triggers, uh, when you're, when you're painting a theme, you know, and, and, when we talk about writing a book, let's just let's just make sure we get this out, Mike, because this is so important. When we talk about writing a book, it is not just something. And now we we say this we say this because we want you to understand that writing a book is not easy. There are some people that just crank out books like bam, 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 bam. You know what I mean? They're just they're just naturally gifted, kind of like the way I would view a speech. I don't need. Right. I don't need six months to make a speech. I can do it in six minutes, right? But right. a book, I need about a year to get a book done. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, and so we want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that the writing process, uh, you develop rituals and habits. You, you develop, uh, you know, rudiments and patterns. So, Mike, you, you know, you, you took several years to put – this this work together what were some of the rituals and habits and patterns that you found that helped you kind of continue to sludge through that quicksand almost feeling like i'm never going to get this done yeah so i think what i did is you know being the first book and i'd just like to say there's no wrong way to write a book it has to look how it has to look what works for you for me i kept it real simple i took a pack of printing paper I put a big clip on it. I sat down and I started handwriting. Mm. And the rituals were that I would just write for three hours one night, take two days break, write for an hour the next night. So I, I didn't have a scheduled, regimented, you know, between six and nine, I'm going to write. I mean, I actually read a book on how to write a book and that's what it recommended. But for me, I felt like it was killing the creative process. Mm -hmm. I needed to just sit down and let it flow. Whatever was on my heart that day, if it was more on Tuesday than it was on Thursday, it's okay. I even got mad, put it down for months, picked it back up. And I think that's when me and you were talking and we were kind of spurring each other on and motivating each other. How's it going? Well, I'm over here at the Books and Barnes and Nobles and I'm writing. I'm over here at the coffee shop. I'm over here at the Dunkin' Donuts. Right. So I switched it up to where I was at home. I was at the Dunkin' Donuts. I was at the Starbucks. Maybe I was at the library. So, but I always took that uh, book with me and I wrote. And what's really interesting is I just wrote. And then when I wrote a hundred pages plus, I'm like, what am I going to call this book? Oh man, yeah. what, what am I going to call the chapters? Right. And so just the creative process was 
I wrote the whole book and didn't even know what the title was. <laughs> and so it was it was probably a professional would tell you probably the most convoluted back backwards backwards way of writing it. But the proof's in the pudding. It's published and it's written, and and it worked for me. And that don't mean that it's going to work again for me. But again, it's just it's how I did it and how it yeah. kind of conceptually came to me. You know, Black, that's an interesting point because I kind of did mine the exact same way. You know, there, there's all these, let me just tell y'all, don't fall for the clickbait out here. You know, all these, hey, we can get you here for $59.95 plus tax, and then we need 300 after that six weeks is up, and then another 1000 after that. Man, sure. we did it We did it the hard way. We did it We did it our way. But, but one of the things that I found was, I needed to believe this or not black. I had to get out of the studio to write because this represents so much work. I don't right. mean like difficulty, but when I'm in here, it where the, the, the donut sign is on, you know what I'm saying? This is this, this represented work. This represented right. grinding this rep, but it was a different type of creativity. Right? So right. It, it all, when it came time to like, try to write something in a book, I felt like, well, am I supposed to be updating my website? Am I supposed to be making a proposal? I felt like that kind of, ugh. So when I right. would leave and go to Barnes Noble or go, you know, to the park or whatever, it gave me this like freedom, you know what I mean? This this liberty to express myself. And and that's what, I, I mean, like I, I would imagine you would give an author that same advice, huh? I really would because it's it's not so much get in a room, and write out a draft and write out different points. I mean, yeah, that's what the book is going to tell you how to write. But it also depends on what type of book you're trying to write. I mean, think about autobiography. You're writing from your life, and so it's unique to you. Well, you went through it, so you know it. You know it better than anyone. You know it inside and out. It's just writing it in such a way that's relatable to others. And like you said, what's going to make it interesting? I mean, I say right in my beginning of my book, who am I to write a book? Who would take the time to read my book? No. I mean, I don't think that I'm nobody hot stuff. That, I'm very humble and just flabbergasted that, you know, Doran's Publishing published me. I'm just eternally grateful. They published me. So, you know, it's it's not about that, but it is about the style of book that you're writing. I mean, I think about when you were writing and some of the things that happened to you and how, you know, tough it was. You had to recall that stuff. Well, I had the same type of emotions but just on a different level. It's just from right. a different perspective. So. And let me let me just let me just interject here because I know there will be people who listen who are listening who are like uh you know OCD and you know everything has got to be exacting. It, it is it is there is a, there is a space for that type of approach, right? There is a space if that if that space works for you then then be in that space, right? If right. you got if you got a punch the clock from six to nine and this is my six to nine this is my writing time there are some people that that's just the way their brain works well right. i'm more i'm more aloof you know what i mean like people are like when did you write that speech uh on the way here you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> and i've done that greg can greg can testify that we was given a big keto speech at, at, at a college and i wrote it out on the way to this to the college um but 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 and somebody would look at that if I'm coaching them and they would be like, you're an absolute train wreck. Right. But right. but but if I tried to do it the scripted way, I'd probably still be on page four or five. Right. 
for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to give yourself grace. Like I put the book down too for for I put it you down did. for a month for a minute, didn't I? You did, and yeah. it was funny how just to let the audience know that you know I encouraged you, and then on the back end behind the scenes you encouraged me. Right. And so it was it was hilarious because we started at the same time, and you know there was reasons for delays, but. You know, you were like, "Come on, Black, you can do it," and I'm like, uh, "I know, I was helping you," and so right. it, it was, it was unique. But it, it's just, it's difficult, it's emotional. I mean, you're sharing your life with the entire world, right? And um, for anybody to say that's something to take lightly, it's not. Yeah, it's 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 a big deal. It is, man. And it, you know, when you sit back and think about it, you you look. You go look at your work. Let's look at it. Let's bring put it up on the screen for for those who can see us on video. The, the, the journey of one tortoise. You you can see how well that's put together. And and you know the one thing that really just amazes me is the name. You know we always go and look at everybody else's stuff. Black, right? But this is Michael E. Black's book. Michael and, E. Black. And for from from time immortal, I picked up a book in Wilmington. Remember the book I tell you about? It's, it's so difficult to read. The Life of the Bee. That's a very difficult book. But that book, that brother wrote it back in eighteen forty something, and here I am, hundred and fifty years later, reading his book in a bookstore in Wilmington. The dude been dead. <laughs> yeah, his his grandchildren are probably. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? So, right. So the, so the point is, is that you are affecting lives long after you're in the grave, man. And so let me ask you the next question. Cause boy, we can get all emotional. We will be here for four nights. Um, sure. you talk about influences, influences are important. And I do feel like it's important to have, and you don't necessarily need a coach, but man, somebody to kind of be in your corner. It was cool that me and you were parallel, even though our books were totally different, we were still on the same journey. So, you know, who influenced you in, in, in your theme and your writing style and all that? And, and how do you balance being inspired by others while maintaining your own unique voice? Yeah, I would say, I don't think a specific author influenced me. Um, but becoming a published author is a dream. I mean, obviously, and I'm not blowing smoke, you know me, I'm continually inspired by you, CL, and the fortitude you had to write about your life's journey. It's no easy feat, right? So uh, I think I'm influenced by, and you hit it, being a published author, it's a forever accomplishment. Yeah. I'm going to say that it's a forever accomplishment. You ain't got to do it again. <laughs> I don't, unless I want to. Right. I'm joined a small fraternity, like you said earlier, and my book is in the Library of Congress. It's like, how cool is that? It's just, it's, it's a dream, man. And I think, I think being inspired by others is easy. I mean, you can learn from anyone, and learning is constant. Right. Uh, I have a love for learning, and I always aspire to be a growing person. They say, if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. I believe that's a serious thing, right? And staying true to my internal creativity, I think I derive my creativity from everyone and everything. The world has so much to offer. Ignore the news, but the world is just, it's so huge. There's so much to offer. 
you can get inspiration from the smallest thing. A bird in the tree, you can get inspiration from. I mean, it's just, you got to broaden your perspective, open your mind up, open your eyes and look around. It's everywhere. Yeah. It really is. It's everywhere, man. Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, let me give his information out again. This is my friend, so I sometimes can forget. He's not a guest. He's just my homeboy. The Journey of One Tortoise can be purchased directly from Dorrance Publishing. Okay, you can go there, dorrancepublishing.com, D-O-R-R-A-N-C-E publishing.com and it's available also on amazon and barnes and noble if you're in the local area his book is at the next chapter books and art in downtown new Bern. it is also available at the nautical star coffee company in downtown new Bern. you can get a signed copy directly from mike black michael e black by calling or texting 252-622-044 Four one. You know what, Mike? I might memorize your number now since I've had to give it out a couple times. Challenges in writing a book. We keep saying this, and I, I really, I, you know what, man? I really feel like we're doing this a, a, a good service because, because some of, like I said, some of the clickbait that you'll see on the internet. It's like, hey, write your book in the next twenty five seconds, and you'll be done, and you'll be making a million dollars, man. It's, a, it's. It, it's a, it's a, I want you to, I want to be real with you. Okay. If this is something outside of your comfort zone, right? Like I'm a speaker. I am not a writer. I found out how terrible of a writer I was when they had to get edited. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, maybe not a bad, maybe not a bad writer, but definitely a bad, I had terrible grammar and punctuation and all the other things that makes writing a thing. Um, but, but though there was challenges in putting the work together. And I want you to share some, you know, of, of the challenges that you face, how you overcame them. Uh, and were there particular scenes in the book black that were, that were challenging to write? Yeah, I would say there were many challenges. Um, one is can't tell you how many times I quit. I mean, I feel like I quit every week to be honest with you. <laughs> and then just start again the next week. Right. Two is money. It costs money to write a book. Hello. <laughs> I mean, my dad always say, son, you got to spend money to make money, right? And so I would always resonate with me like, hmm, okay. Um, and and I would say doubt, okay? Think about the type of book I'm writing. You have that self-doubt, which ain't nothing but the devil creeping in there and saying, who are you to write a book? Ain't nobody going to read your book. You suck. Your life's, your life's ordinary. You ain't nobody. It's that, that devil coming in there and giving you that doubt. It's like, you know what? Hmm. But it is a big deal sharing your life with the world. So you have to overcome that doubt. You have to not give up, confide in your friends and family, and just determine that you're going to make the investment in the project. I prayed a lot that God would bless this book, and he has. And it's just, you know, you have to have support. Writing a book is a solitude thing, but you don't want to do it alone. Ah, Let's say that again. Writing is a solitude endeavor. You spend a lot of time by yourself. Ain't nobody finna type it for you or sit over and write the pages. You have to do it, but you have to have support. So that's that's how I overcome those challenges, man. That's a, that's a powerful statement, man. Writing is a solitude endeavor, but you can't do it alone. Wow. And, and you know, you didn't realize how important your voice was to me in my life, Black, when you know i just and i i I felt the exact same things you know like 
how am I going to even pay f- to get a book printed? Because I self-published. And right. mine was a little more cost under, not costly, uh, but you had a whole lot more upfront kind of costs because you, you went with a different route. Whichever right. route you go, it's not going to be free. Let me just tell you that now. Uh, <laughs> Somebody awesome. got somebody's gonna have to print it you're gonna have to get it distributed and all of that you know what i'm saying we had to we had to create this entire web infrastructure to be able to ship not just in the u.s but overseas all of the logistics associated with that was was a challenge and and then the content like for me it was like i hadn't really went back to 1986 in 25 years you know so to sit down and kind of re-earth or unearth some of those things were, were, were traumatic. And when I heard Mike Black say, Hey man, how's your book? It's just a gentle, just a gentle little nudge. You know, now it wasn't the major pain. You better get that book done, boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was- <laughs> Don't get my film knife, mom. Like what in the world? Yeah, that, that movie's awesome. No, it wasn't that, man. <laughs> but it was just the gentle, like you understood, you knew where I kind of should have been. Right. And when I wasn't there, it's like, hey, man, come on, we got this. You know, we even missed our deadline for launching the book. Remember, it was supposed to be 724, and yeah. I totally missed that. We got into November. And right. and, and and like you say, man, and then who's going imbi- to even buy this thing? I, I'm going to you get the inferiority complex, you know what I'm right, saying? But right. you overcame all of that, Mike. And and I know that, that hearing about a, your journey will inspire someone out there who may very well be on the cusp of writing their own journey and, and delivering their own journey. Is that, is that something that kind of inspires you that you may be able to inspire others? It does, man. And, and it does in such a way to where number one, if you're inspired to write a book, I want to know about it. Right. But even if I don't know about it, I'm going to imagine the positive that I inspired one person out there yeah. to tell their story. And I don't need you know credit. It's not what it's not what it's about. But it's that inspiration to say when you're writing a book, guess what? You're not immune. You're a human being. You're going to go through the same emotions that me and you went through. Yeah. It's just going to look different for you. You're going to have things that are hard to deal with, hard for you to overcome. And you're going to wrestle with, is this something I should share? I mean, let's be real. How much stuff did we not put in the book that we chose not to share? Hello. A lot. A lot. Ooh, but how much did you put in the book that you're like, you know what? I'm going to step out of faith. Someone needs to hear this part of the story right. and how I overcame that or what I dealt with in that, you know? So it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's, um, there's a lot to it, man. Yeah. And it's, it's. Well, know. that's good. You know, and one of the things that I think um, makes writing, speaking, anything that delivers content is, and I said this the other day in a, in a live, uh, I think I said like the top three mistakes speakers make. And, and one of them was connecting. Right. You know, connection is so important. So how do you, Mike, how do you hope readers will connect with the journey of one tortoise and, 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 and the characters in the story. And, you know, when we're talking about connection, have you received some feedback from folks that have already gotten the books that we see on your Facebook page that you're already out there meeting and greeting and shaking hands and getting the book in people's hands? 
Sure. Um, I think that uh, the way I would connect is that it's in tune with my personality, you know, humble. I'm just a regular guy, right? I put my pants on just like you do, one leg at a time. So the special, the secret sauce is that when I wrote the book, I wrote it with you in mind that I'm telling a story and it's raw and it's real and it's funny and it makes you sad, make you cry. It's got all the spectrum of emotions. So keep it simple. You know, the old Marine Corps, what is the acronym? They say KISS, keep it simple, stupid. Right. But there was nothing overly flamboyant about my book. It's just, you know, I wrote it. I'm a regular guy. See what I'm saying? So I guess the message would be, if you're a regular person or you go through those emotions, don't think I, I'm not special enough to write a book. Just write right. it. Just write. So have you gotten you can feedback? Do it. So have you gotten feedback? I have. I've gotten some feedback where several people have read the whole book and they've said that, you know, and I, I don't believe they're blowing smoke, but they said, book is awesome. We love your stories. We love things that you've shared, you know, the basketball, some of the basketball chronicles, uh, some of the stories of family um, and things that happened. Um, so I've got some really positive feedback. And so uh, I, I really welcome that. And I'm glad that they shared that back with me. And you guys can give feedback to Black uh, directly. You can contact him directly, Mike Black, that is. And you can go to several different places. The Journey of One Tortoise can be purchased directly from Dorrance Publishing. Uh, it's also available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You can go there and leave a five-star review. Uh, you can get a hard copy or what is it? you got a digital copy too, Black? Ebook, yes, yeah, an ebook. Yeah, the ebook. Uh, the next chapter, books and arts downtown in New Bern, North Carolina, and also it's available at Nautical Star Coffee Company in downtown New Bern. If you like to have Mike sign your book and sign, send you a copy, just call him or text him at two five two six two two zero four. Four one. I'm gonna try to call you from memory tomorrow, Black. See if I can do it. So, you know, we connect and we put our work out there, and then we feel maybe inspired to uh, do something again in the future. So, can you share any details about any upcoming projects with future books? And is there a specific genre or theme that you're looking at doing uh, on your next work? Yes, Chris. So, I am inspired to do a leadership book. Um, I, I'll be writing this from my extensive experience uh, and being fortunate to lead others in different capacities in my life. I will share this, this one nugget that what's funny is that I feel very convinced that the creative process that comes to me, I just need to ride it like a roller coaster, right? Mm -hmm. Just roll with it because I have the title. I'm not going to tell the tell the audience. I have the title in the chapters and I only wrote a few pages. So I went totally opposite of the way that I wrote the journey of one tortoise, right? right but right. the creativity has just came to me. The cover came to me when I was somewhere, the title came to me when I was somewhere. So I'm just gonna ride this creativity that when it comes to me, I'm not gonna question it. I'm gonna roll with it and just put it in action, so. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that that I, I like I did and probably added some stress and I would, I would, I would like to pick your brain on the thought process because, you know, parameters are kind of important. So in other words, 
I had to put a, even though we didn't meet the July date, having, that, having that gave me something to work toward. Tracking. Do, do you think that that's somewhat important to not just have an open ended or do, can you see that working still in other words, I don't want to have a finished date when I finish, I finish. What, what do you think about both? So, so, so I think of it as in from where we both sit now, we both went through this process. We're both published, right? So we come at it from a little bit of experience. I think very much so that deadlines are important, but I think they not, need not to be so stringent. They need to be flexible. So for right. example, if I was to say my goal is to have my next book out by the end of 2025. Okay. So if I do a checkup every three to six months to see where I'm tracking, if it's released in 2026, it's released. Right. So think of it in terms of set yourself a tentative goal, but give yourself room to, you know, go left or right, but it, you're making that progress. So in other words, if you don't state outright, my goal is to do ABC. If you don't state the goal, and it's just a dream and you might not be nowhere near where you want to be. Right. So I think that that's important. And I think that's one thing I have learned, you know, in this process, because you're right. I mean, you wanted to come out at a certain time. It was delayed. My thing was delayed. My book was delayed and it came out. And so, you know, it's just getting over that. Oh, the whole world's going to see it. And oh, man, what if somebody does do get over it? Put talk it about, out there. Talk about this real quick. I know we didn't talk about this in the pre-show, but I, I just want sure, to sure. think about the editing process. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So let me break this down. So when I said just write it, I should have put a caveat to say and edit at the same try, time. <laughs> yeah, try to write it and edit at the same time. Because let me tell you, you write a hundred pages handwritten. And right. I feel like I'm pretty decent. I didn't do like script or cursive how they say it, right? Right. So when you start typing it and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't want to say that chop. I don't want to say that chop. Oh, I want to add this type. OK, so this Grammarly has been a wonderful program that I utilize. So I was clicking on it one night and I said, holy crap, Grammarly will it, they, they'll edit it. How much money? And I remember telling you, I'm not going to tell that money. Yeah. But he's like, Black, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. So I hum cried, paid that money, and they like ripped my paper a new one. I was like, oh, ripped my book a new one. I was like, okay, I'm glad I did that. Then a friend of yours helped me edit the book. Then another friend of yours helped me, a mutual friend of ours helped me do the book. So it was essentially three times before I sent it, the manuscript to the publisher, and they edited it again. So that's what four times, mm -hmm. but more like probably more like six because I did my own edits. Right. So if it's edited six times, it's crazy. And, and we're not talking about we're not talking about editing one page. You're talking about a hundred plus pages. Right. That they're going through every you're going through every page and every you know line. But look, my you know how many words that's fifty thousand words. Uh, how many is in your book? Thirty thousand words, fifty thousand words. Or something yeah. Like that. I, crazy, remember, man. I remember uh, an author who was given a course. He's like, man, my first book after I published it, somebody came up to me and showed me s s all the corrections that needed to be made after it was published. And I'm just like, Hey, look, if there's something y'all read in, in my book, 
that's not right or out of punctuation, don't tell me because I'll probably have a coronary because the editing, the editing part is, is pretty intense, isn't it? Very exhaustive. I mean, it just, you don't realize, you know, how grammar and how we're supposed to use it translate that into, you know, vernacular and speaking properly. Like you mentioned, speaking and writing, two different things, right? two totally different things. You know, yeah, and some and, people are more gifted than others. I get it. You know, that's that's part of it too. Well, you know, and I, and I, and sometimes as a speaker, you can tend to use filler words and that's that, yeah, it, it, you know, words that doesn't that are not necessary, right? Correct. And then you go and try to add those to your book so that way it meets the length criteria, and then you find out all the times you said that should not be in there because it's it's excessive. I'm just like, oh my goodness. So yeah, editing is something. And Dr. Skip Mondragon, you know, who's a sponsor of Impact Life 24-7, he said the magic is in the editing. <laughs> he says what he said. So he was telling the truth. I, I well, I, when I went to editing phase, I was just like, oh, this is this is demonic. Um, so what advice, you know, when you talk about aspiring authors, let's hopefully, Mike, we we can aspire. Uh, inspire some authors we'll we'll make this so we can maybe tag some some potential authors or new authors on facebook or something like that but you know what advice would you have for aspiring writers who are working on their own projects my advice is simple if i can do it you can do it Mm. start writing and seek help from other writers remember this is an endeavor you cannot do alone. Cannot stress that enough. You can't do it alone. And if you try to do it alone, your work is going to show that. Just keeping it real. Yeah, that's true. That's okay. true. Yeah, you you I like I like what you said because you indicated that you can't um there's nobody that's going to sit down at the computer or the notebook or whatever and do the work for you. That was the part that I was like you know, I was even trying to cheat the cheat the game, bro. And oh. I was trying to find the talk to talk to type thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, I can I can talk a million miles a minute. I probably have a four hundred page book, but I could never get it down. And and then I got lazy. Then I didn't want to talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it was just like you say, uh, like hanging you know hanging ornaments on a Christmas tree. They ain't gonna hang themselves. Somebody's got to do it. But you don't have to do it alone. That's a beautiful thing. You don't do it alone. You've got to have support. Uh, writer's block. You know, you're going to have that self-doubt. It's just, it's natural. Right. But you also have to have that creative process. Let your creative process flow. It has to flow from you and you alone. And once you hit your stride, I know it's going to be great. It is going to be great. And I mean, the reason why it's going to be great is because it's complete. You know what I mean? There is nothing like having something complete. Hold it up there, Black, so we can see it. The Journey of One Tortoise. You guys can go get your copy today, right now. Mike's standing by the phone waiting. We'd love for you to contact him at 252-622-0441. Or if you go online, you go to... Uh, purchase it at dorrancepublishing.com it's available also on amazon and barnes and noble his book is available in person at the um the next chapter books 
and art in downtown New Bern and also available at the Nautical Star Coffee Company in downtown New Bern. Of course, I know him. And I think I left the copy that you gave me in your car. <laughs> did I forget I it? it? I think you did too. I already sold that copy. Okay. Oh man! Well, look, I'm, a, I'm 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 buying mine, and that's why I think what it what it was. He was trying to give it to me. I'm not taking it. I'm buying it because I know I know what it costs to put these things together. So go get your copy. Reach out to Mike. Mike, uh, any parting words um, just to wrap this all up with a nice package? Go ahead. You got the last word. Yeah, I would just say, you know, be inspired. You can do it. Um, it's, it is about impact. It's about sharing your life and journey. You know, we're supposed to do this life together, not alone. So love you guys. I appreciate your support. And CL, thank you so much, man, for having me on. It's been delayed uh, doing this, but hey, we done it. It's in the books. And uh, Oh, it's good that it's delayed because whenever we get together, you know it's going to be smooth, brother. It's, That's it. Ain't even like you missed a day in the studio, is it? That's right. That's right, man. It's, it's so good to be back. It feels natural. Got these lights up. Got the thing working in the background. It's pretty sweet. That's right, brother. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for us. We do not have any more interviews in 2024, I mean, 2023, but we made a, Mike, I don't know if you knew this, but I made a pledge for 2024 to interview everyone we've ever interviewed. In all four, in all four years of podcasting, we're gonna bring them all back wow. in one year. That's gonna be crazy. That's awesome, man. That's you great. set these you set these crazy goals, and then you get burned out by the half by the midway point, and then I'm just like, hey, Black, can you interview the rest of these people? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, we appreciate you. The journey of one tortoise. Merry Christmas, Black, and uh, thank you for all that you've done, brother. Yes, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Right. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Peace.